And I think that's what kind of makes our resource learning experience unique. Eventually, we want to get to scale so that all entering first-year students will have this opportunity. That's John Vollen, Executive Vice President for Academic Affairs and Provost at UMaine, talking about the research learning experience and the very ambitious goals that have been set for every UMaine student through a major gift from the Harold Alfond Foundation. I'm Ron Lisnett, and this is the Main Question Podcast. The word transformative gets used a lot to describe financial gifts that are given to colleges and universities. The $240 million gift from the Harold Alfond Foundation given to the University of Maine system in 2020 is most definitely defined by that word. It will make a transformative difference at all seven system campuses in engineering and computer science, business, graduate, and professional studies, Division I athletics at UMaine, and the focus of our episode, student success and retention. $20 million of that gift is earmarked for that effort. And one key piece of that is to provide a meaningful research experience for every student at every system campus across the state, no matter what their major is. Now that may sound like something that already exists, but the new wrinkle here is that the plan provides an opportunity for every student to dig into research right at the start of their college careers. That has the potential to help students focus and become more interested and invested in their academic careers right out of the gate. The Research Learning Experience, or RLE, kicked off this fall with a bridge week. First-year students spent the week before classes beginning the process, learning how to do research, how to formulate a question to which the answer is unknown, and creatively solve that problem or answer that question. The Alphon Foundation gift has the potential to take this effort to an entirely new level, to better prepare students to finish college and find meaningful careers which helps them individually and makes the communities they live in better as well. We talked about all of this with Provost Vollen and with Isaac Cardello, a first-year student from Rhode Island who took part in the program. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Such a an interesting and groundbreaking topic that we have to talk about today. Maybe let's first of all have uh, both of you introduce yourself and give us your title or in Isaac's case where he's from and what he's studying. Maybe John, let's start with you. Thank you, Ron. It's great to be here. Uh, so my name is John Vollen. I'm the Executive Vice President for Academic Affairs and the Provost here at the University of Maine. And Isaac? I'm a freshman. I'm from Will Compton, Rhode Island, and I'm studying computer science. Great. Well, John, obviously the, the ultimate goal for, for any higher education institution would be to have students come, every student come, have a great four years, move into a meaningful career and make a difference in the world. And I'm sure if you could have waved your magic wand and made that happen, we wouldn't be having this conversation. <laughs> but obviously for, for many, there are some challenges and some roadblocks to achieving that goal. Can you talk a little bit about some of the, the hurdles that uh, get in the way of that you know, ideal situation? Yeah, that's a great question, Ron. Um, you know, for many students, uh, it is actually their first time away from home Time management can be a challenge. You know, students may spread themselves too thinly. There are complex social interactions. Uh, you know, we know for a long time now, anxiety and social anxiety among college students has been going up. There's financial stressors, you know, among many more. Uh, and, and let's not forget, you know, the, there are very real impacts of the pandemic which exasperate all of these things. So, 
You know, and I think students often, you know, may not also have that sense of belonging at their institution. And so together, really, all these challenges can negatively impact the student success and their retention. Isaac, you started your college career and ended your high school career in the middle of a pandemic. Talk about the roadblocks and, and issues that you faced. You're here and you're, you're making it work right now, but you had some, some hurdles to, to get over, didn't you? Most definitely. Starting with... It would be a lot easier to focus on the end of high school, seeing as that was when the pandemic began. And the beginning of the pandemic, trying to shift into distance learning, I think was one of the toughest challenges because I very much a student where the work environment influences my productivity. And when I need to suddenly work in the same environment where I'm playing games, it throws off my my productivity. Something doesn't quite click. So the pen, so that was definitely a major hurdle, having the same environment for different tasks, as well as then when going to the University of Maine, not being able, the pandemic got in the way of me being able to go on campus to actually see the University of Maine. So that was another little hurdle. And just in general, I think it was the pandemic also just negatively affected socialization when trying to, in a way, it helped and like detracted from getting more social because suddenly when the pandemic hit, everyone's online, everyone's using Discord. So suddenly the UMaine Discord booms and pop, like booms in popularity and it helped that way. But also actually seeing people had negatively impacted that. I hope that answered that question. You certainly did. Kudos to you for making it through all that. It it's a, it's a, was a rough road, I'm sure. John, maybe can you talk about the Harold Alfon Foundation grant uh, that is really sort of kicking into gear right now? One of the big areas we're talking about here is sort of the large topic we have on the plate here is student success and retention. Why was that an important area to focus on, and, and why is that a, a part of this this huge gift that was given? Uh, I, th- I think, you know, part of your previous question and this question is really to have every student uh, eventually undertake a meaningful career that makes a difference. And I think that is what makes our student success and retention initiatives from this very generous gift from the Harold Elfant Foundation unique. So we're, we're focusing our areas, our efforts in three major areas. Um, and I think we'll talk about them a little bit later, but we're calling them the research learning experiences, the gateways to success and pathways to careers. Um, and I think what makes this really unique is, is we're scaling these initiatives to make these opportunities available to all students, uh, linking these three initiatives across all four years of the student experience. Uh, And it'll be across all seven universities in the University of Maine system. And the idea is that we'll help students find purpose, identity, and agency, and that real sense of belonging I was talking about earlier, so that they will receive essentially a life transformative education that hopefully will then translate into continued success after graduation and throughout their professional and personal lives. Now, none of these goals are certainly new or unique in higher education, but I guess the unique thing is that you want every student to take part, every campus, it's, it's, a, it's a much bigger effort. You talked about gateways to success, that's talking about some of those hard courses that certain majors have. Pathways to careers, you want them to have a, a great uh, experience uh, as they move into the work world, and then RLE, research learning experience, which we're going to get into with Isaac here in a second. But those are the three, for student success and retention, three things that you'd like to see happen. That's exactly right. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, we took a big jump uh, with a pilot program here at the University of Maine and the University of Maine at Machias 
uh, with the research learning experiences. Um, and because it wasn't even a year ago that we got that funding uh, or you know, the announcement of the gift from the Harold Elfond Foundation. Right now, just as an example, we have representatives of faculty and staff across all seven universities that are making up working groups for those three areas that, you, you know, that we've just discussed. Uh, over 60 people are already involved uh, in planning. And as I mentioned with research and learning experiences, um, we were able to uh, do a pilot starting, starting this fall. It was pretty exciting. Isaac, you were part of that. So let's talk about RLE as it's uh, come to be known, uh, research learning experience. It kicked off with a bridge week, which was the week before the semester began, sort of uh, an orientation and di- just digging, starting to dig into research. Uh, and then it continues in the fall with the course. Isaac, talk about your experience with RLE. Uh, what did you think about it and, and what do you think it's done for you? I think the RLE was probably my best decision coming into UMaine, just putting it bluntly. I think it set me on the right foot immediately. Going into university, it's a new environment. I didn't know what I was expecting. And because I'd never even toured the campus, I didn't even know how to get from my dorm to the dining hall. So the RLE did so much, not even with the research, it helped immensely helping it helped me perform better in a team among communi- communicating among peers and friends. And it just quelled a lot of non-academic anxieties as well. Things like getting to getting to know others, getting to know the campus. The RLE was honestly probably one of the greatest things just because of the size of it. When you break off into those classrooms and you put into groups of four or five kids, it's a lot easier to make friends than when the 9,000 other kids come and then suddenly you're not part of this little community, suddenly you're in an ocean. That's a great metaphor right there. John, I mean, that, that must be music to your ears to hear that. The intent of the RLE is, maybe you can talk about this, does being involved in research just bring more meaning, more context to whatever a student might be studying? Is that sort of the, the, the idea here? There's no doubt about it. And it, that was music to my ears. Uh, and Isaac, thank you for, for that. Across the U.S., at liberal arts colleges and, and research universities, et cetera, often by the junior and senior year, students start to get into a research learning experience, an internship, a independent study, something like that. Uh, and it takes time. It takes time for those students uh, to be able to meet professors, really have an understanding of where they might want to go. Uh, and I think that's what kind of makes our research learning experience unique is that uh, we are eventually want to get to scale so that all entering first year students will have this opportunity. Uh, and I'll talk a little bit about that in a second, but when you, you know, getting back to your specific question, you know, research is really, it's a mindset. It's, it's training those kind of creative and analytical skills early is very beneficial to students in the long run. And so we want our students to be able to explore what interests them or perhaps have some potential to interest them uh, as early as possible to give them that exposure because really honestly the more trial and error you know, of opportunities they have to find topics and fields they're passionate about the better. And kind of tackling problems with no clear answers uh, better prepare students for, for those later internships and later careers and overall um, in their lives overall. I, I do want to just talk about the RLE a little bit about how that got developed because I want to put it in context. You know, here we are a year into the pandemic, so last April, and we sent out a 
requests for proposals to our faculty and staff saying, we would like to try to pilot these research learning experiences for our first and second year students. We decided to do their second year students because that first year, those current first year students last year were you know, deep in this pandemic. And we wanted to see if we could develop some of these courses. Uh, our goal was to get you know, upwards of 10% of our first year students and second year students. And, what, and so the faculty and staff really responded. We ended up having over 30 uh, courses uh, that the students are currently in right now. These are one credit experiences that are running this fall. It, it, they're free for all students. There's one, one course in Machias. Um, around 30 courses here at the University of Maine and over 300 so over 10 percent of our of our uh, first year students signed up for one of these RLE experiences and what was interesting is it was a real that bridge week that that Isaac was talking about was a, a real um, uh, coming together between academic affairs side of the house and student student life. So hopefully it was also a fun week, but six faculty members from various disciplines. So we're talking uh, from from the science, the biophysical sciences, the social sciences, the engineering, humanities, and business all came together during the summer, these six faculty, to help develop kind of a foundation for students because that's why a lot of students don't take these kind of research experiences till their junior or senior years. They actually don't have those kind of foundation and they don't have the connections to, to the faculty uh, that teach these courses. And that was kind of the idea behind all this. Because of this extraordinary faculty and staff here, we were able to pull it off. And it'll be very interesting. We will be studying and assessing this and it will be interesting to see how it continues, not only for this semester, but in, you know, as we begin to scale it across all, all universities in the system. Isaac, you talked about how it benefited you, and a lot of it was not academic. It's the social part of it. But maybe talk about the research you did. What was your project? What was your goal? And, and has it helped focus your direction in any way? When our group got assigned, we had decided upon, because we were all admittedly a bit filled with anxiety, we wanted to focus on mental health within college that was like the general theme and then with that how do we specify that to the University of Maine and so we first started with just basically we scoured the internet for any sources on how anxiety ADHD or ADD affect your performance within college especially as a freshman and then what had happened was we decided, look, because UMaine has a bunch of mental health resources. Being able to find those resources, UMaine is a huge website. There are sublinks of sublinks of sublinks. It's sublinks all the way down. And so what we decided was, let's not only make a visually appealing poster with some neat information on how to help relieve anxiety or how you how you're feeling right now is affecting you let's also put it in an easy to see format online and that was where the website uh, part came in has that experience given you a direction of something you'd like to explore in in, in your academic career most definitely honestly it was aside from the the topic was just interesting in general it made me realize things i hadn't even realized as well as also, uh, I won't focus on it too much, but also just gave me a lot of connections to other, for, for example, um, someone, I think 
the each teacher has some like students that are helpers of that teacher one of them works in is like a um, assistant to a professor in the bio like bio college and I got connected to the bio college professor so now I'm going to be working on a project with the bio college which I never even thought I would be doing but it's suddenly a new interest those are those connections that uh, you never know how they're going to work but but really uh, can can just be such such great experiences John um, we talked about uh, just briefly the other parts of the student success and retention and that's uh, gateways to success and pathways to careers now gateways to success uh, a lot of that is uh, hinges around these very core courses for an engineer it might be statistics or I, I'm not sure what but but the, the courses that you have to have and be successful at or you're not going to make it for further into that p- particular major that and and then from there segueing into a, a meaningful career those are the other two legs of the stool here basically that's exactly right Ron uh, so as you mentioned those gateway courses sometimes they're called killer courses there's lots of names for them, but often those are those large introductory courses at, uh, that, you know, you know, some students will actually have a tough time. Some are coming from smaller high schools, et cetera, and they're in, in this classroom with maybe two or 300 students. Uh, there are a lot of successful practices found across the whole University of Maine system. This, um, the Gateways to Success a working group uh, will be looking at best practices, seeing how we can scale those across but it's really to help the, you know, make these courses more a source of inclusive learning and student success. Uh, so that students actually are going in there and enjoying them and, and not viewing them as a gateway, if you will, to their further success uh, over the next you know, four years of their college career. Um, as I mentioned, the research learning experiences were scaling to first uh, year students and second year students. Those will be, and I think you heard it a little bit in Isaac's response, he's already making those connections that might not have happened had he had those experiences in his junior or senior year, right? And, and then th- those, hopefully, experiences will connect, early will connect directly with our pathways to careers. That's where we really are trying to maximize career placement and satisfaction and performance, you know, where we increase linkages between educational experiences and career success. So we, we will see an, probably an expansion to access to internships and co-ops and more experiential learning opportunities uh, with employer partners. That's kind of the overall goal. I won't say how many years ago, but I really could have used that for a statistics class way back when. <laughs> I, I, I yeah. wish that was around, that's for sure. I hear you. <laughs> Isaac, talk about just sort of big picture what this has done for you. Has this given you more ease, less anxiety, more confidence that you are on the right path and you can handle what's, what's going to come down the road? All of the above. Uh, I would say think just big picture it has given me the it's it's given me the ability to go into as to go into a situation that i quite honestly don't know the full extent of breathe and just deal with it in a better manner than i could have before doing the rle that's huge you must feel like you know i got this in a way most definitely. And I did not feel that before coming into, before doing the RLE program, everything, and I mean, everything feels overwhelming. And then for the RLE to be able to be like, hey, not, it just, it helps. I can't understate how much, but even going to like my COS 140 class where there's like a, upwards of 100, 150 students, 
and then just being like you did the, you did the r league you know what the academic settings like you're fine that's great that that's that's a great goal like two thumbs up the if this was an, a video podcast, uh, we would have seen two thumbs up there from John. John, maybe can you talk about the potential for, the, for this? It, does this have the potential to be repeated elsewhere and become a national model for how higher education does these kinds of things? I absolutely think so. And you're right. It was it was definitely a, a two thumbs up for me. Uh, you know, part of what um, Isaac was saying there is, you know, he's getting the agency here. You know, giving that student his you know, in this case, his voice, and, and hopefully often a choice in, in how he will end up learning over these next few years. Uh, but yes, I, you know, there are similar efforts, you know, uh, that um, have this kind of focus, if you will, on, on helping students find identity, agency, and purpose. Uh, and so the University of Maine, uh, for instance, has recently joined the Coalition for Life Transformative Education. And it, it's, a, it's a coalition. It, it's fairly new, a few years old, a coalition but of really diverse colleges and universities. It includes some you know, amazing large public universities like the University of Virginia, Arizona State University, and, and University of Connecticut, and smaller liberal arts colleges uh, like Wellesley, Bates, and Wake Forest. Um, again, just even that diversity there is unique. Um, and, but all of these institutions are committed to providing kind of an emotionally supportive mentoring and opportunities for students to really connect our our curriculum and classroom experiences to real world problem solving, like you're seeing with the RLEs. And, and the coalition partners really are, we're, we're committing to sharing best practices because there's not going to be a model. It's really this kind of foundation, if you will, that uh, we are all committed to. And, and together, you know, the work we do here at UMaine and across the entire University of Maine system will be amplified really uh, by being a member of this coalition and in the end, I believe the focus on kind of this student life transformative education will become a national model. And finally, we love to end our episodes by sort of looking at what is the potential? Where, where can this go kind of thing? So maybe I'll ask each of you, uh, starting with you, Isaac. I mean, as you look out and you project where your college career is going to go and where you hope it leads you, what, what does that look like? What do you, what do you hope the, the end goal is here for you? It's a bit specific, but within the field of computer science, I've always loved making. I probably would have been an engineer if I got blocks instead of a keyboard. But it's great. honestly, what and my second passion is, of course, I'm playing way too many video games. And so, what I want to do is not only go into the field of um, into the video game industry, but I want to revolutionize it. I want to make it more open. I want to make it more diverse, culturally inclusive. I want to, I want to like overhaul it essentially. And I know that's in progress, but man, if I could be a powerhouse in that, I'd love it. That's great. John, as this, uh, as this rolls out and grows and evolves, uh, what, do, what do you think you see? What do you hope you'll see? I really think our, the, the Elephant UMS Transform Student Success and Retention Initiative uh, you know, will we'll truly help students um, be successful across this really diverse group of universities we have here uh, in the system. And, and I think my hope is that the students, you know, will graduate uh, on time uh, with, you know, as I mentioned earlier, with this greater identity agency and sense of purpose. Because there's lots of research that shows that folks that, do, you know, that have these experiences in college will be happier 
uh, in their future life. Um, and so I think, you know, that positive feedback will make our endeavors, uh, I think, truly transformative and, and not just for our campus. Uh, hopefully, you know, people are willing to give back and it makes it easier and easier to give these sorts of experiences to our students by pairing them with our alumni and those they touch. And so um, very excited to see, uh, you know, how this grows. Uh, and I think it'll truly make a big difference for our students and, and actually for the state of Maine. Well, we're all excited to see where this goes and we appreciate you both uh, sharing your, your thoughts with us. Thanks, Ron. Thanks for checking us out. You can find The Main Question on Google and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud, as well as UMaine's YouTube channel and Facebook page. Send us a note with your questions or comments at mainquestion at maine.edu. I'm Ron Lisnett. We'll catch you next time on The Main Question.